Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader. It's October 13th, Wednesday, 3.12 p.m. The market's almost closed. What am I doing so late? Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing so late. Well, I got things to do, and this is just uh, entertainment or mm, educational or, you know, one of those things. There's not really a whole heck of a lot going on on a Wednesday other than maintenance and seeing what's what's actually happening. But we're going to go through everything and see what's going on, see if there are any trades that we could possibly make for the next two days, and uh, go from there. All right. That being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. Our main goal is to obtain 1% per week using only pre-qualified dividend stocks. Now, we have quite a list that we're actually working with today. BK is first on the list today. Okay, Bank Mellon. The last 90 days, we had a high of 55.65, and that was Monday. Okay, she's sitting at 55.19 at the moment. And what position do we have? We have a calendar spread, and we're doing the 56s. So see what's going to happen with the 56s. So far, uh, we're up 25 bucks. Big deal. Whoop-de-doo. Um, she got the week. She got the dividend coming up in two weeks, and we're just seeing how well she holds up. You know, the 56 area, because everything looked pretty good. Uh, yesterday when we put this on so we're gonna see what happens so we're gonna you know just progress forward um, CINF is next on the lift list I don't know why we're looking at this it's a monthly optional stock I ain't gonna do anything with it until sometime next week uh, over the last 90 days we had a high of 125.67 that just so happens to be the high of the year now we have a triple bottom which is giving us some really good support at one 1273 but um, we got a now CINF is a monthly optional stock so this means that the option doesn't expire until two days holy cow in two days wow and we sold the 120 call okay we bought this at 123.83 and we got the 120 call hanging in the balance we got 90 cents a share which is not bad if you think about it because with CINF we captured the dividend and we captured the premium actually we captured the premium twice so we captured the premium excuse me we captured the premium twice I think and we captured the dividend so we're ahead of the game with CINF triple G is next on the list Triple G had a high on the last 90 days, which is the high of the year at 
1848. And that was the beginning of August. From there, she had a little bit of profit taking. And then right around the beginning of September, this thing falls. I mean, falls. We got one, two, three down, three up days. Everything else is down. And so we get to some support right here at the 69. 6904, 6905, somewhere in that area. Uh, she actually hit the bottom of 6872, um, which is a double bottom, which today and yesterday. But she's sitting at 6946. And what's going on 6946? Uh, we got another cover, uh, calendar spread at 70. Okay, I kind of like it at 70. Well, let's see what happens. Okay, we bought the November 1970s, um, and then we sold the 15 October, which is this Friday 70s. So let's see how that plays out, because we got the dividend coming up in two weeks. So we got uh, a pretty nice little. Hopefully, we got a little profit there. Uh, Hormel, HRL. We made lots of money with Hormel this year. Okay, for the last 90 days, Hormel had a high of 49.72, and that's it. I mean, if we're just going to go off of the 90-day chart for Hormel, I'm going to say probably not. But, I'm saying, but, the dividend, the EX date is this Friday, and we're looking to do a triple play for Hormel. What is that? That's where we buy the stock. Uh, now, considering the EX date is on Friday, we will own the stock on Friday, which means we'll be qualified for the dividend. And then the option expires on Friday, so we get to collect the premium. And third, triple play, remember, we're going to sell this bad boy uh, for a little bit more than what we paid for it. And what do I mean by that? Well... Um, if you bought it at the money, the stock, sold the at the money um, call, you'd collect a premium, you collect a dividend, and you collect the difference between what you paid for it and what it's going to sell for. It's at forty-two twenty-seven at the moment, so I really can't do much there. And uh, that's about all we got with Hormel, because we did a calendar spread with Hormel. 50 contracts. Wow, I must know something that somebody else doesn't know. <laughs> anyway, um, you know what? I like Hormel. I think, just for the fun of it, HRL will do a spread. Um, the bid is 42.25 and the ask is 42.26. We got a little over two days to do this is let's see what we can do um, the 41 42 spread is going for 75 cents that's a 30 cent that's a 30 percent trade as long as the stock stays above 42 and you know what if I do 10 contracts that's 700 that's a 30 percent trade I like that. So we're going to buy 10 contracts to Hormel. Okay. The 115 October 21. The 41 over. All right. Sorry for the interruption. So as I was saying, 
if we're going to do a vertical spread on Hormel, we're going to buy the 41s and sell the 42s. Okay, and as long as this thing stays above 42, we're going to collect 33% return for two days. Now, the stock is at 42.24. It's bouncing off a really nice uh, support at the uh, 40, $40 area. It's got the dividend coming up. Oh, the EX date is this Friday, which means, ooh, this thing is going to go down on Monday because they're going to pay out the dividend on Monday. Friday's the last day the stock trades before the dividend's paid out. So there's a good chance this baby's going to stick right at 42, maybe creep a little bit above it. So that's what we're going to do. Looks like if we can get that, and that's off to the races. We'll see how that one fills, if it fills at all. But uh, it's working at 75, and my limit order is 75. So hypothetically speaking, I, I could change that and drop it down to 74. Oh, I'll pop it up to 76. You know what? I'm just going to leave it as it is. I'm not really not that desperate to see what's happening. Okay, 3M is next on the list. One, two, three, M. La, la, la. Okay. Uh, the last 90 days, 3M has seen a high at 208.95. From there, she goes sideways all the way up until the middle of August. Not the middle of August. She drops down to support down at 174. She's sitting at 177 at the moment. And where are we with, with uh, 3M? We got it at 198, and we sold the 180 calls. Okay, it's not a huge amount of money. But remember, we're only trying to get $1,000 per week. And we're already way above 1000 bucks for the week. Now... Just to let you know, for those of you who haven't been following on a consistent basis, every January I start out with $100,000, and then I try to get 1% per week. And just to let you know, we're in the third, third week of the fourth quarter, okay? Now, there are uh, yeah, 12 weeks altogether, so we're in the first week, the fourth quarter, and we've only missed one week out of the whole year one week out of the whole year other than that we got one percent every single week all right so 3m looks good looks like it is a slight possibility that we'll carry it over to next week she's sitting at 177 we sold the ones the 180s it would be nice to get rid of it but it is what it is philip morris is next on the list philip morris all right uh all right so philip morris over the last 90 days has seen a high at 106.51 from there you get your, your normal profit taken bring you right back to where we were before that before the high but then she had two super down super down days what do i mean by super down days she opens up at 101 and uh, i gotta move this over so i can find out where she closed at all right. The end of last month, she opened up at 101 and she closed at 98. That's like a little over $3 drop. Okay. Two days later, she drops again, opens up at 99.17 and closes at 94.79. Oh, yuck. But anyway, we got some good support here at 94 because she hits 94 on the 30th of last month and she also hit 94 on the 20th of July. So that looks like it's a pretty good support. She's sitting at 97.27 at, oh, all right, sorry, 97.29 at the moment. 
All right, what are we looking at, Philip Morris? Okay, at 600 shares. Uh, we got originally at 90 at, at 106. Now we sold the 97s, which is she's at the money at the moment. Now, I really don't want to buy these back today, so I'm going to like hold off and see what happens over the next, you know, two days. Maybe she'll drop back down below 97. It's a good possibility, but you never know. RPM is next on the list. RPM. Now, I, I probably should go a little bit more in depth on that Philip Morris. Anytime you buy a stock and then you sell an option for less, a strike price for less than what you paid for it, you're running the risk of losing the money between your purchase price and the strike price. The only reason I do that is I go up three, three strikes above the current market value depending on what the uh, trend looks like and what the seasonality looks like. So three spots above. If you go more than three, it, it's not really worth the money because you're not really not bringing in enough. But I brought in enough. It, it made me happy. But if I sell at 97, I'll lose 5,700. I don't really want to do that. I just assume buy, this, buy the option back for 1000 bucks if I have to. I don't want to, but I'm going to let it play out for the next couple of days. RPM. Next on the list, got a hot light 90 day high of 99.30, and that was back in mid May. From there, nothing but down until she hits uh, support at the 84.13 level. From there, she goes sideways a little bit, bumps up. And what is RPM looking for us? What does it look like? We get an 85 spread. Really? Huh. Something's not stirring the Kool-Aid. That makes more sense. Uh, that don't look good at all. Okay, so RPM is sitting at 79.94. Where did I get the 85 from? Yeah. Why the heck would I do? Oh, that's a calendar spread for 85. Where the hell did that come from? Yesterday? Yesterday we had 79, almost 80. So what the hell would I be doing an 85 call for? Oh, well. Is what it is. They got the dividend coming up in two weeks. Um, the 90-day chart looks okay. Well, actually, not really. The 30-day chart looks okay. Seasonality looked okay yesterday because we got this yesterday. Uh, and then you got the dividend coming up in two weeks. So, you know, just... To reconfirm, let me check out the big chart for RPM. RPM is sitting at 79.89. She's in a huge downtrend. The buyers and sellers are neck and neck. Okay, there's just as many buyers as there are sellers. The um, volume looks about the same, nothing out of the normal there. Um, other than that, 
I'm kind of curious why the hell would I have gotten the 85? Let's look at the trade grid. That probably give me a better idea. Quite sure why I did that. Okay, now I'm a little confused because I'm looking at Hormel. For those of you listening and not watching, I'm back to my um, activity and positions. I have a, a, a position right now, or activity, an open order to do a a vertical spread for Hormel, the forty-one forty-two spread for seventy-five cents. See, I'm willing to pay seventy-five cents per share. And right now, the current market price is 72 and a half. So I'm kind of curious why it hasn't filled. A little bit, you know, curious. All right, guys, so that was RPM. I'm going to have to go back into the recording and, and, and find out why the hell would I buy IPM, RPM at 75 when the 80 looked a lot better, so to speak. All right, so STX is next on the list. It's my cash... God, I've had this thing for almost six months. <laughs> That's long-term for me, six months. <laughs> anyway, six months. All right, that, they had... <sighs> Seagate had a high at 106.22, and that was back in May, middle of May. From there, you get your, your normal profit taken, and she drops down to a trading range of 85. It just travels sideways, hitting a low at... 78.18 and that was yesterday okay so we got a thousand shares at 95 on this and she's sitting at uh, 79.74 okay I sold the 80 for um, you know what I could buy it back because it's going for 8 cents and then I can turn around and sell the 81 you know just for the fun of it let's see what that looks like S all right now I have to go back to find exactly where I was 84 call all right so STX is trading for 79.78 over 79.80 Okay, so it's pretty tight. So we get the 84s, and I can buy them back at 10 cents, and I can sell the 82s for 20 cents, or I can sell the 81s for 38 cents. That's 380 bucks. Subtract 100 bucks. That's 280. It's almost 300 bucks to do the 81. Two days, eighty-two is extra hundred bucks. You know what I could do on the safe side? Do a hundred bucks. All right, so I'm gonna buy back the eighty-fours at ten cents a share. Okay, and then oh, nine cents a share. That works. And then I'm going to sell the 82s 
at 20 cents a share. Yay, I just made $100. That's one-tenth. <laughs> one-tenth of my goal. However, let's keep um, below 82. Okay, so I sold the 84. I bought the 82. We're still three strikes above the uh, market price. Okay, so the market price right now is 79.85. We got the 80, 81, 82. Three strikes. Okay, so as long as this thing stays below 82, that's an extra 300 bucks I just picked up. All right, back to the monitor. Where are we? That was STX. Lovely. SYF. SYF. All right, last 90 days, SYF had a high at 52.22. This thing basically has gone sideways for the last 90 days. Um, we got some low around 46 and high around 50. But uh, she's sitting at 48.45 at the moment. And we got a calendar spread at 50. Looks good to me. Um, The uh, the this Friday is going to expire worthless, I can see that, and then we'll have the fifty call for next week for October twenty two. Wow, that was so, that was a close one. Why did I go so close? That I don't know. Anyway, besides the point, um, that looks good. VFC is last. VFC last on the list. She had a high at 90.79, and that was back in April, the end of April. Okay, she drops from there. I'm assuming that's profit-taking. Settled into a 79 area and goes sideways all the way until mid-August. Before she dumps and hits a low at 65.34. Okay, that's 65.34. Whew. Didn't get much sleep last night. My goodness. All right, we have 800 shares at 74, and we sold the 72 call. Okay, now she's at 72.34 at the moment. She actually hit a high of uh, 73.14. All righty. So, all that being said, hypothetically, um, we're just going to wait this one out. We got two days left. Is it going to stay above 72? Is it not going to stay above 72? Um, at this moment in time, she's at 97 cents. It's not worth buying back uh, because we bought it at 74.47, selling it at 72, we lose two bucks, uh, two and a half bucks. 800, uh, I don't know. I'll do the math later. There's no sense really looking at it now because it is Wednesday. There's not a whole heck of a lot going on. So let's jump in. That's all the positions that we have at the moment. Hormel is, ah, damn it. All right, I got my, my limit order at 75. She dropped all the way down to 72 and a half. Now it's at 80 and she still hasn't filled. Doesn't that just piss you off? It pisses me off. All right, it's only a day order. If it goes, fine. If it don't, mm, that's fine too. Doesn't make me a happy camper, but it is what it is. All right, let's take a quick look at the market watch. We're going to look at 
All right. All right, there's no kings. We're just going to look at weekly optionable stocks, see if there's anything. There's nothing. EPD. That's the only thing on the list is EPD. You've got to be kidding. Oh, wait a second. Give it a minute to populate because looking at the wrong list. Okay, so we're looking at the last week of the month. BK, we already did that one. A, A, G, and C. Gotta like that. Ooh, and Costco. All right, so let's take a look at some of these. See what they look like. A, G, and C is first on the list. A, G, and C. For those of you who want to see what's happening, A, G, and C started out the year last year at 14.05. Not huge, but hey, it works. She hits a low at 1372 just before the election. Now, after the election, just after the election, this thing jumps up within a couple of days to 1551. Goes sideways into the new year, jumps up, keeps on going, hits a high at 1884. Not huge. It didn't double in price or anything like that, but it's still a nice little return. But after the high at 1884, she drops down to a trading range of 16, which is where she's at now, going between 1586 and 1640. She's sitting at 1618 at the moment. Uh, let's see what seasonality looks like for AGNC. So we have an idea what she's going to look like in the next couple of days. This is like a sideways chart, but actually it is an uptrend all the way up until the end of the month, which is not bad if you think about it. I like that idea. Um, the big chart for AGNC, AGNC, looks something like this. Uh, she's in a downtrend. Okay, that's not good. However, seasonality-wise, she goes. She should be going up this time of year, and the EX date is two weeks away, so they're gonna be paying the dividend in two weeks. Uh, the buyers and sellers are hand in hand, steady. Steady as she goes. Now, with the short-term trend on the downside, uh, there's no anomalies with the volume. The buyers and sellers are about even, so it's 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 tough to tough to call. All right, but if we were going to do a covered call at sixteen, well, that really wouldn't be worth it. Because if you bought it now at 1618, that's the covered price. Okay, the 16 strike price is only going for 20 cents. So you're only making two cents off of that. Is that really worth it? No. I don't think so. Alright, what about a spread? Let's bring this back to the standard chart so I can see what we're looking at. Okay, 16. Alright. All right, the 15 and a half by 16 is going for... No, I'm just getting out of this. It's only worth three cents. That's not worth I'm not going to put up 47 cents to make three. Ain't happening. Costco is next on the list. We've got AGNC just crossed it off the list. C-O-S-T, Costco. All right, Costco started out the year last year at 369.77. Didn't even pay attention to the... Uh, well, actually, it did. Not by much. 
Right by the election, she was at 347. After the election, she hit a high at 386. Only 16 points on $300 stock. I don't think so. But from there, she falls down to the low of the year in the beginning of May, uh, March at 307. But after that, she escalates to a high at 470. Now, I'm going to bypass this one. We have five down days in a row. Lower highs and lower lows. Not even worth looking at until they find some support. And right now, the current support looks to be somewhere around the 339, which is 15, 16, 16 bucks away. Not even worth looking at. EPD, next on the list, EPD. Now, that's just my my take on it. No, if you guys want to jump into Costco, hey, be my guest. It's a 70 cent dividend, but you're going to be paying $300 to collect 70 cents. Not me. No, thank you. Okay, so EPD got a $0.44 cent dividend. She started out the year last year at seventeen sixteen. Right around the election, she hit sixteen oh one. After the election, she shoots up to the high of the year at twenty five sixty nine. Not really doubling in price. But after that, uh, she has some profit-taking. Stays in the $24 area for, a cup, for about a month, almost two months. Drop down. We have some good support. We got double bottom at twenty one fourteen. Bouncing off that, she's sitting at twenty three ninety nine at the moment. Let's see what seasonality looks like for EPD. Up oh, downtrend. Nope. Gonna bypass this one too. Next on the list is MS. What's MS? Multiple sclerosis. Mississippi. <laughs> MS. Morgan Stanley. There you go. Yeah, Morgan Stanley. All right. So Morgan Stanley started out the year last year at 50.97 and just before the election hit the low of the year at 46.55. Now, this is the one you want to get into, Morgan Stanley. After the election, she shoots up to hit a high at 105.95. That's more than double in price. After the high of the year, you got your profit taken and she's sitting at 98. 24. Now, what does um, seasonality look like? Now, I got the dividend coming up in two weeks. So what do we look like in two weeks? Morgan Stanley is in a definite uptrend. Ooh, that's a strong uptrend, too. I like that. Okay, so the one year chart looked good, 90 day chart looked good. The big chart for Morgan Stanley. Okay, she's flat, going sideways. That's nice. Buyers and sellers are basically even, not going anywhere. Uh, there's definitely support down here at the 96 area. Okay, she's at 98.24. Ooh, this all looks good. All right, so let's see what the trade gig looks like. The trade gig for Morgan Stanley is 98.22 over 98.23. Pretty close. Now, ooh, here you go. Here's your 1% trade. For those of you looking for your 1% trade, here it is. Morgan Stanley. The ask is 98.24. Now, if you're going to buy the 98.20... Uh, is that 98.20? If you're going to buy it at 98, you can look at getting $1.65, $1.70 for a premium, which is more than 1%. And if the stock stays above the 98, you could be called out in two days and make you 1%. I like that idea. All right. What does a spread look like? 
the 97, 98. You gotta be kidding me. I like that one. Alright. So, let's kill the other one and let's get Morgan Stanley. That's what I'm gonna do. Alright. Um, killing Hormel. Alright, Hormel's dead. Alright, Morgan Stanley. 59 cents for a 97.98. As long as the stock stays above 98 and everything's going in the favor, we're going to make almost, almost 40, uh, almost, uh, I say about 80%. Because we're going to make 41 cents off of 59. That works for me. Um, let's see if we can do 20. I doubt we'll be able to do 20. Ooh, she just jumped. I'm not going to be able to do that. I don't have 1,200. Right, what do we have? We got 960. 960. Let's do 15. Let's do 16. All right, so 16 it is. All right, so we're going to do 16 contracts. 16 contracts. Uh, vertical. Morgan Stanley. 100. 15 October 21, that is this Friday, the 97 over the 98. Now, that means 59 cents a share, it's off to the races. What does that mean? Oh, I gotta change it. Alright, it's 59.95. 59. Uh, I'm gonna go up to 61. 62, why not? Even that's still pretty good. Uh, she's got filled at 61. That works for me. Okay, so what's going to happen? Let's quickly go back to that, and I'm going to explain it to you. Where is it? Morgan Stanley right here. The way I explain it to you, do a duplicate order. Okay, so this is what I just did. Bought 16 ver All right, sorry for the interruption. That happens with live, live, um, live broadcast. Excuse me, live broadcast, you get interruptions. I'm actually in the parking lot in Quincy, Mass. At a stop and shop parking lot. The train's going by. You got cars pulling in beside me. Kids' noise in the background. Hey, that's what happens when you're in a mobile studio. You park anywhere you want, do your trading. You know, you can trade anywhere as long as you can get a signal. Now, like I said, I'm in my mobile studio doing the trades. Let's quickly go over that last trade just before we were interrupted. Okay, the last trade was Morgan Stanley. So I just bought 16 vertical spreads. What does that mean? I bought 16 contracts at 97. And then I sold 16 contracts at 98. And it cost me 61 cents per share. Okay? 996 bucks. Alrighty. So almost $1,000 I just spent. Now, the most money I can make off this trade is 624. Now, if you do your math, that is right around 75% return for two days. Well, actually two days. Two days and 11 minutes. So as long as the stock stays above 98, I'm good. But break even is 97.61. That's awesome. 
So that's almost a whole dollar. And it's Morgan Stanley. Everybody loves, well, the government loves Morgan Stanley. That being said, let's move on and finish up for the day. All right. You know what? Let's quickly check uh, calendar. Okay. So if I was going to do a calendar spread, I'd do one at the money. So it's 64 cents a share per contract. That's $64 per contract. And I have nothing. Oh, well, I got a marching call. <laughs> I only have the marching call because of the position I just did, which means if it doesn't go my way, I'm going to have to come up with 47000 bucks. So I have like a three-day float because you have a you have a two-day settlement period. So I got to settle this out by Friday, which the opposite expires on Friday. So I'm going to be out on Friday anyway. So don't really let the more the margin calls or uh, a T-reg call make you panic. It, it's really not that huge of a deal. They're just saying, hey, you spent too much. Okay, we had two more to look at. PAA is 18 cents. And I'm going to be out of here for the day because I got things to do in this. Okay, so Plains All American started out at 668. That's obnoxious. I don't know. I guess if I was a teenager, I'd sound cool. But, you know, I'm not a teenager anymore, so it doesn't really sound cool to me anymore. Okay, um,. $6.68 PAA had a low at 5.64 just before the election, okay? 5.64 before the election. After the election, she hits a high at 12.48, more than doubles in price. Got to love that Biden throwing billions of dollars in there. All right. So, she hits 12.88 Drops all the way back down to 9.52. She's sitting at 10.66 at the moment. So we have the one-year chart looks pretty good. The 90-day chart looks pretty good. Let's take a look at seasonality for PAA. I'm going to say no. Next on the list. I'm just going to bypass it and say no because it doesn't look good. It, it's in a downtrend this time of year, and it's not something I even want to entertain. You know, if you guys want to do it, hey, she's in an uptrend. You know, The stock's moving up, but... Historically speaking, she always goes down this time of year. Okay, I don't fight it. I just go with it. TXN. Is that Texas Instruments? I don't know. TXN. Oh, I was right. All right, so Texas Instruments started out the year last year at 154.28. Right around the election, she drops down to 141. Didn't double in price, but she did hit a high at 292. And it took a long time to get there. I'm going to bypass this one right away. You want to know why? One, two, three, four, five down days in a row. And the only support that's coming is uh, 181, which is still $6 away. So I'm just going to get out of that one. Now, before I leave, we're going to look at COP because I'm just seeing it now. And COP could be a, a possible triple play. So let's see what COP looks like. Um... COP has a 43 cent dividend. The one year chart looks awesome. I love it. She started out a year ago at 35.39. Find its bottom at 27.53 just before the election. Okay, you're going to love this. You guys ready? You're going to love this. From the bottom at 27.53 just before the election. 
Old JoJo comes in, and this baby hits a high at $75.52, almost tripling in price within less than a year. Gotta love it. Okay, so she fell from the $75.52, and that was just on Monday. She's sitting at $73.61, which I'm assuming is going to be profit-taking. How much profit-taking is there going to be? I don't know. And that is always a tough one. Uh, let's take a look at seasonality. Because it is an oil stock. And oil stocks are going kind of cuckoo. She's in a downtrend typically this time of year. And that does not make me a happy camper. Uh, the big chart for COP. I don't even know why I'm looking at the big chart for COP. Alright, the big chart for COP has a huge uptrend. Volume looks steady. Uh, there's three times as many buyers as there are sellers. So it could continue to go up. Okay, let's check out the trade grid. 7350, not 7359 over 7360. Okay, so it's very tight. Um, a covered call, 73. Here we go. It would give you your 1% return right there. 7362, uh, a little bit less than 1% because you're only going to get a premium of um, 110. So that'd be 74, 7410 you'd sell it for. And that's only 50 some odd cents profit. Mm, it's a tough one to decide, but you decide that one. For me, I'm going to say no only because the seasonality says issues goes down this time of year and oil stocks are at kind of like an all-time high at the moment. And that just, you know, makes me uncomfortable. So, all that being said and done, we got a bunch of positions. Let's go back and see what we did today. We actually got one, two, three positions. Okay. Uh-oh. No. Only two pos two positions. Because we sold the STX84. I mean, we bought back the STX84 and we sold the 82. We made an extra 100 bucks out of that. And then um, Morgan Stanley. We could make a 75% return on Morgan Stanley. And that, my friends, is exciting because everybody loves Morgan Stanley for some strange reason. That being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow, safely and predictably. I don't know. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> anyway, catch you guys tomorrow, tomorrow being Thursday. Not a whole heck of a lot going on, but... It is Thursday. So you guys have a great day and see you guys tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.